Welcome to the St Emelins podcast. I'm Ian Beardsall. And I'm Natalie May. And you join us again at the end of day two of the London Trauma Conference at the Royal Geographical Society in the beautiful London borough of Kensington. We've had another fantastic day here with a wide range of excellent talks and we just wanted to take a few minutes to bring you some of the pearls and teaching points that we've picked up throughout the sessions today. So Natalie, the morning session was absolutely excellent, really covering trauma in those difficult groups, the elderly, children and in pregnant patients. So Marius Rain started off the day with his talk about elderly trauma and what he described as the grey tsunami, that increasing population of elderly patients who we're seeing more and more in the emergency departments for all sorts of reasons. But the issue particularly being that we under-triage them, we don't recognise when their injuries constitute major trauma and therefore we're missing opportunities to really impact these people who go on to have significant morbidity and mortality. It reminded us that there were lots of factors in their lives so that the older they are they've got lots of medical conditions if they've got medications that they take but also that there are system factors intrinsic in how we manage trauma that disadvantage those patients and he kind of challenged us to think about them a bit differently. The under triage statistics were quite alarming actually the number of patients who are older who are under triaged I think in one study was almost 50 percent We know this is a problem anyway, but actually in younger groups it was only closer to 20%. So there's some real take-home points for me there about bearing in mind that older people may present differently to our younger trauma patient and sometimes with not quite such a violent mechanism of injury. We moved on from the older patient to the much younger patient and St Emeline's favourite, Ross Fisher, gave us a fabulous presentation. He really is an excellent presenter and you must check out his blog site about presentation skills because he brought everything to the fore today talking to us a bit about paediatric trauma and how we need to change our perspective towards these patients. Natalie you're a paediatric expert what did you pick up from Ross's talk? Yeah, Ross reminded us that we don't see as much paediatric trauma as we do adult trauma that we tend to then apply our adult principles to kids and we forget that they are very different from adults, that they've got different mechanisms of injury. The same mechanism in an adult will predict different injuries in a child and they often are managed in different ways. So think about splenic injuries are less likely to be operatively managed in kids. So he was really just challenging us to think about all of it differently, uh, to approach children differently and again made another call for more research into paediatric trauma, reminding us that because we see such small numbers, we're not going to become experts by ourselves, but we're going to have to work together to find out what the best care is that we can deliver in those circumstances. It was a really challenging talk, reminding us just how rare paediatric trauma is. And so we can't depend on experience to get good at this. We need to find other ways of educating ourselves. And simulation being just a small part of that. He had a fabulous quote quote, that uh, we want to kill plastic babies and not real ones. And I'm going to take that back. The numbers were so small, we have to be good at this. As emergency physicians, we may only see one or two cases of paediatric trauma a year, and we have to know how to keep our skills up. The other thing that I took from his talk was the really high proportion of trauma in the under ones, which is down to not the traditional things we would think of, but non-accidental injury. Of course, a really tragic and sad fact of life, but that these patients may present just to their general practitioner with the caregiver who maybe says they're just off or not quite right. Yeah, and that talk was followed by Tim Draycott, who did a hysterically funny talk about uh, obstetric trauma. He managed to get in lots of other pearls about general obstetric care in the emergency department as well. Um, But again, one of his key messages was reminding us that in a traumatic maternal cardiac arrest, we've got four minutes of resuscitation and then we just need to get on and do that perimortem section. That's something that we've talked about previously at St Edmunds that Simon's written about 
can't get that message across clearly enough. It has to be one of those cognitive things where we just look at the clock when that patient arrests and we think we are doing this for four minutes and then we are getting that baby out because that's the best care that we can give to mum and looking after mum the best is the best thing for the child as well. As Cliff Reed would say, that's a JFDI moment, isn't it? So four minutes, maternal cardiac arrest, get on and get the baby out. And one thing he reiterated was that this was part of the maternal resuscitation. That's why you're doing it, to try and help the mum survive whatever has been the cause of her cardiac arrest. A hugely funny talk, a really engaging speaker, and for an obstetrician to stand up in front of a bunch of traumatologists and give such a wildly funny talk I thought was excellent and really enjoyable. I'm really pleased we've got a podcast recorded with him that we'll be releasing in the near future. So we went on for the rest of the morning. We had some other really thought-provoking talks. One I particularly enjoyed was Tom Evans, a pre-hospital physician who's done a huge amount of coaching in rowing, and he was giving us some ideas about how he could use those coaching ideals in emergency medicine, how we can think about striving to be the best. Gave me a lot to think about. Yeah, so I was able to catch up with him later on in the day, and I've recorded a podcast with him, which we'll release later, where he'll go through some of those points that he made. But really, his talk was all about those mental models, about having clear, focused teamwork with a, an end point in sight and knowing what you're working towards. And he allowed us to use our own brains to make the extrapolation between his role as a rowing coach and our trauma approaches in the emergency department. It was a really, really good talk. I really enjoyed it. The things that struck me were that we really need to find our own Olympics. He's been coaching a now elite athlete, an elite rower, who he's taken from an ambitious amateur to the verge of the Olympic squad for Rio. And she's always had the Olympics to aim for. And my real question for me and colleagues is, what is our Olympics? We need to find something that we're striving for. He also made the really valuable point that 95% isn't enough. You need to give 100%. And we need to find a way in which that we can encourage ourselves and others to give 100%, which in the environment we work in is really difficult, but something I'm going to take away and think about. Straight after Tom, Matt Wiles gave us a talk about ATLS and whether or not it had had its day. Is ATLS dead? I'm sure we've all made our feelings a bit well known about this, but he made a very cohesive and co coherent argument to say that really ATLS should be a basic course and not an advanced course anymore. So removing the A and perhaps pacing it with a B. It ended with a challenge to us all that we should be designing local trauma courses that suit our local systems where we practice with teams within our hospitals and looking to the best evidence that conferences like this, that we learn through social media and other methods of learning, and we take those back to our home hospitals to make the care of our patients better. That, believe it or not, was the morning. So much that was fitted in. It's been a really excellent day. A lovely lunch again. Both of us indulged in superfoods this time. Uh, quinoa was uh, indeed digested. And... Um, I think, I, think it, I think it's quinoa. Quinoa. And um, that took us into the afternoon. The main feature of the afternoon was the Peter Basket Memorial Lecture, which was an absolutely brilliantly delivered lecture from forensic pathologist Stephen Leadbeater. He gave us an insight into his work over the years when he's been looking at trauma patients post-mortem and how we might get things from that. It was a really enjoyable discussion and from a, a specialty that perhaps we wouldn't often be exposed to and a really great addition to the programme. It was one of those talks that was purely there to be enjoyed. And I'm sure that the whole audience really did enjoy it. Into the last session, and we went into 
something designed for us emergency physicians with a short attention span and some quick hits. So why don't you give us some take-homes from some of those sessions? So there was a, a 10-minute talk about cooling and isolated head injuries. Should we do it? Take-home message was probably not. There's not much evidence it might be forthcoming. There was a talk about calcium in shocked trauma patients. Should we give it to all of them? And the outcome from that was it's sensible to consider it in our hypovolemic patients, certainly in those where we're measuring a calcium that's less than 0.9 millimoles a litre. And if we're giving blood, according, and blood products according to a massive transfusion protocol, we should think about giving 10 mils of 10% calcium chloride for every four units of blood we're giving. Then there was a talk about IO access. There's been some discussion on Twitter recently about whether we still need to use IOs, whether we should be going back towards using central access. And that was really the take-home message there. We do need to have IO as an option, and particularly for RSI in those emergent situations, it's great. But it's not the be-all and end-all of access. Uh, And the jury is still out as to whether we can give blood by IO because theoretically there should be too much hemolysis for that blood to actually be of any use to the patient. There was a talk from Tim Harris about fast scanning, has it had its day? And again, he's reiterating many of the points that we're starting to see coming out on social media, that it rarely adds to the management of stable patients. We know that performance data in FAST falls dramatically outside of research centres where the people performing it are really enthusiastic. Operator dependence is a huge problem for us in real-life practice. But recognition, again, that there is an evolving role for ultrasound in assessment of the patient in shock, just general shock, so those kind of rush protocols that you might have read about elsewhere. And then finally, Connor DC came and talked about social media in trauma care. Um, luckily, there is a role for it, and we're pleased to report that St Edmunds did get a couple of mentions, which made us very happy at the end of the day. It really did. It was a lovely way to finish the day. It's been a really tremendous day again here at the London Trauma Conference. We hope that you've been able to follow some of the discussions on Twitter. I'll be back tomorrow with a summary of day three, which is focusing on air ambulance work and pre-hospital care. Unfortunately, Nat's got to go back to Manchester to do her real job. We hope this has been useful and take care, everyone. Thanks for listening.